Welcome to Educator Forever, where we empower teachers to innovate education. Join us each week to hear stories of teachers expanding their impact beyond the classroom and explore ways to reimagine teaching and learning. Losha Brooks is the founder of First Class Educator, LLC, an education consulting firm specializing in staff development with a diversity, equity, and inclusion focus. She's also assisting other educators to start and launch their own school consulting businesses. All right. Hi, Losha. So glad that you're here with us. Hi, Lily. So glad for you to have me. Wonderful. Well, I always love to start with a really broad question, which I always kind of giggle to myself because I'm like, this is a gigantic question for most of us. But tell me about your journey as an educator. Okay, so I think my journey is slightly different from other educators. And I did not know that I was actually going to go into the field of education. I was a straight English major in college and uh, freshman year, me and my then turned into husband we're expecting our first child. And I was like, oh my gosh, like I really, I haven't like wrote a book. I'm not an established author. So I switched my major from straight English major to education major with a content emphasis on English. So I always love to read and write. And I'm like, I can make this thing work. And that's how I became an educator. That's amazing. And also kind of similar to my story. Um, I also was an English major. I was an English and math major in college. I just like could never decide between English and math. And so I couldn't get into one of my English classes one day. And I was like, well, what do I do now? Like, I have no idea what to do. And I took an education class on a whim, just like I need to fill this spot in my schedule and get these credits. And then ended up totally falling in love with education. Yes. So where'd you go from there? So you got your, did you then get a credential or what happened after that? After I completed it, it took me quite a while to finish school. I'd probably say maybe about, almost nine years to get my bachelor's in education, but I always worked very closely in education as substitute permanent sub. I did the whole in-school suspension, you know, going up the ranks and all of that. And then once I got a certified position, I've been in my district for quite a while as a permanent sub doing the in-school suspension. And I was like, you know what? All of these teachers keep coming to me. Like, Miss Brooks, how do you have so much student engagement, parental participation. And I was like, you know what? I can turn this into something, especially looking at the facts. And we'll probably talk about this more, but just looking at the pay scale, I'm like, this is kind of, you know, not really conducive with the life that I want to live, but I love education. But I saw so many people coming in, administering professional development. And that's how I kind of pivoted, got my master's in administration, but my focus was always on starting my own school consultant firm. So, you know, I stopped at the master's degree. I I wouldn't mind going back. Uh, I really don't want to pay for it. (laughs) I I wouldn't mind going back, but this has truly been a a nice journey so far. So I'm absolutely loving the school consulting. Uh, Education is just, I can't think of doing anything else. Yes. No, I totally relate to that. I mean, that's how I started thinking about leaving the classroom too. It was actually when my first kid was born And thinking about like, I want to be there for my kids. And then also I need to make more money now, (laughs) you know, like it's not sustainable. And I think it's true looking at pay scales where you go up so incrementally over time. It's like, oh, okay, maybe in 20 years I'd be making what I need to make right now. But like, that's not going to happen. 
so I, yeah, I felt that same like torn feeling though of like, but I want to be in education. Like I yes. feel passionate about education. So like, what else can we do? So tell us what you started doing. I love how you had this vision from the beginning. Like, Hey, I could do some consulting. I could do some PD. Like I could do these things that I'm seeing other people do, but tell us how that worked for you. So originally, you know, I had many English teachers coming up to me that had PhDs and I knew they were making like two times more than me. And they're like, Ms. Briggs, can I get your lesson plan? And I'm like all for it because I really took very great intentions in creating lesson plans that I feel were culturally responsive to my students' needs and demographics and so forth. And just to keep them engaged, I always pulled in, I would say, um, just creative literature. And so with that, always presenting at our professional learning communities, our PLCs, the time that we had to meet. And I just thought like, how could I strategize and make this work for me like long term? And so with that, you know, once I went back to school, was working on a master's, I just really start, you know, putting my business sense embedded with the education, just kind of married the two. And I just figured, you know, this is something that I can offer to districts. So I actually, I relocated to Texas after being in Missouri for several years in education. Well, I was in Missouri my whole entire life up until I turned 30 and then I relocated But I told my principal when he hired me, I was like, hey, I have a timeline. I gave myself 10 years in education and then moved forward with my school consulting firm. So I just want to let you know I'm in my 10th year and I do desire to move forward with it. And so I think he kind of took it with a grain of salt. But I let him know like that year I was truly working on it. So there was an opportunity for me to do like my marketing promotional materials and I was doing a photo shoot. So I mentioned it to my principal And I was like, hey, we're doing a photo shoot for my school consulting firm. Would you like to be a part of it? But I was being strategic because I knew that he was kind of known in the Texas education industry at the same time. So just being a little crafty there, but everything truly worked out. I went to my first conference as a vendor and I secured two contracts that doubled my then income as a English teacher. So it was just from then I was like kind of hooked. I was like, I'm gonna finish this year off strong. But that really gave me the confidence to know that I can actually succeed as an educational consultant and secure contracts. So that's kind of my journey to like where I am now. And then, you know, now ushering in other educators who are interested. I don't want people to feel like they have to come work for my organization. And I truly just have a passion for just helping educators. I, like you mentioned, you know, sustainable income. If we're looking at in 20 years, I'll be making maybe 15000 more than what I'm making now. And it's like people have families. We all, you know, want to take the vacations with our family or want to spend extra time. And I, I saw teachers like, I'm just going to work seasonal at Macy's so I can make a little extra cash. And I'm like, that's kind of working backwards. Like you want to spend more time with your family and get a little bit more money. Now you're taking away the time to be with your family, to get a little bit more money. And it's literally only a little bit. So now I'm also showing other educators how to get into school consulting so that they can monetize their skill set as well as an educator. I love that. Yeah, totally. And it's like thinking about that, like $15,000. It's like, or you can go out and get a contract for $15,000, you know, and cut down that 20 year gap or whatever it is. Um, So yeah, I think it's like, I work with a lot of teachers who haven't worked in this world before, and it's really hard to see beyond what you know. You know, it's really hard. I think we all get ingrained like in the school system and salary scale and pension and like all these things. But when you start seeing what's possible, like I totally relate to that too. I've been like, 
oh, that's a whole different ball game. And I think with taking on contracts too, you can really scale your income so yes. much more than if you're tied to a certain salary there. Significantly. Mm-hmm. So tell us about, is there a certain focus that you do for your consulting or what types of consulting? Sometimes when I say consulting people, they're like, what does that mean? And I think it can be pretty broad. So tell us about what you do. Okay. So, and then if I could just give like a working background of educational consulting yeah. or school consulting. So there are so many different angles in which you can approach it. We specialize in staff development. The name of my organization is called First Class Educator. Very strategic with the name. I really wanted people to know that when we come into the organization that they're getting top quality master educators in their right. I have everyone from superintendents, retired superintendents, K-12 educators, university professors on staff. And our niche is diversity, equity, and inclusion. But we also do leadership development. We work with beginning year teachers at colleges for their teacher preparation programs, just giving them a toolbox before they enter the classroom. But to break it all the way down, I truly found my organization on the premises that I really saw a need in the industry to help educators make those relationships that were grounded in understanding their, you know, maybe hidden biases that they have, cultural differences, things like that, and understanding the importance of integrating culturally responsive material so that they could optimize student engagement. So finding my organization on diversity, equity, and inclusion instruction, but staff development or school consulting can look many different ways, whether you're going in and just helping them analyze their data and coming up with a strategic plan or just assisting them. I have a gentleman that administers board trainings. So going in and helping newly formed school boards, understanding the processes and procedures. So school consulting literally can look however you want it. It doesn't matter if, you know, math content, science content, whatever your focus is as an educator. I tell people there are so many opportunities out there. I have a young lady right now that I'm working with. She's a math teacher, but she's excellent at pairing math with SEL. And I'm like, that is just so amazing, yes. you know? So whatever yeah. your niche is as an educator, there are other organizations that are looking for people to come in and assist them within their organization, administer that content. Yes. I love that. And I love that you got, you started from a real need, right? Like I've seen like, all right, there's a need out there. This is how I'm finding success in my classroom. And then how can I kind of scale that? Yes. through consulting and bringing on other people too. So talk to us a little bit about how did you build, because you now have a team working with you, right? Yes. How did you build that team? And why did you build that team, I guess? Okay, so this is like a really amazing hack. When I thought about putting together my consulting firm, you know, being strategic with the name, first class, I'm like, I just want to be associated with amazing, amazing educators. And so I thought back to some of my old educators. So I actually, I started off with two educators on staff in my first year. One was my university professor at the HBCU I attended in St. Louis, Missouri, Professor Gregory Carr. He's African-American. And then I decided to reach back to one of my high school teachers, Dr. Robert Good. He is non-minority Caucasian. And I just thought in my head, like, if I really want to do some really awesome things in DEI, I know these two master educators will work well together. So I introduced them to each other and the relationship like grew so much that we were on a call one day talking about a contract that we were working on. And as we were ending the call, I think Greg said to Rob, all right, I'll see you Tuesday. I was like, what are you guys doing on Tuesday? They was like, oh, we've been going golfing together. 
but, but I say all of that to say, I just reached back to the educators that truly made a difference in my life. And it's been so wonderful. So I can say a good percentage of my, my staff or some of my former educators. So it's just pretty yeah. awesome because in a way it feels like just full circle moment. They really poured into me as a student, really gave me the confidence. I attended a high school where I was a part of the desegregation program. So I always speak to the fact that there are a lot of systems in place where us students being bust in, it didn't feel really good. It wasn't a good experience, but Dr. Rob Good, he makes me call him Rob now. He, he says I'm his boss, so he makes me call him <laughs> by his first name. But Dr. Good just always really tried to go the extra mile with building relationships with the minority students. And from all, we had some students that were minority that stayed in a community within that district. So it didn't matter if we were bused in or if they lived in a community, he still went the extra mile to make us feel, you know, very welcomed at the school. And then Professor Carr, he was just such a champion for students at the university. And I just knew just having those two on staff, number one, it would make sure that I held my organization to a high standard because we're talking about phenomenal, amazing, transformational educators. And I'm like, what do I need to do to get them on board? And I was like, you have to operate to a high standard. So uh, just reaching back and getting those educators and then also bringing on board educators that I had the privilege of working with at the same time and knowing that they were master educators. So that's really how I staffed my organization. And then also like word of mouth. Majority of the people that are on staff though, I have had a working relationship with, or they have been previously my teachers and then word of mouth. That's awesome. And yeah, it seems like it truly is first class educators, right? Like bringing all those people. And I love that is an amazing hack thinking about people that you've been inspired by and then sharing and amplifying their work. It's beautiful. Absolutely. And we all, I mean, it really is honoring teachers too, right? That like, Hopefully everybody has had a teacher in their life, at least one, you know, where they at feel that one. connection where they're just like, yeah, right. I mean, hopefully more, uh, where it's transformational. And so then like elevating that and bringing that to so many other people is so awesome. So I love hearing about that. And then let's talk a little bit about the business side of things. I know for me, going from a classroom teacher to running a business, like I had to learn a lot. <laughs> and so what have you learned from starting your own business? So pretty much it, it has been. I would say an easy process for me only because I've had entrepreneurs in my family. My mom, you know, seeing her as I grew up, she has a real estate company and just really seeing how she operates in business. I think that really kind of gave me a leg up. But one of the things that I truly noticed is that collaboration is key when it comes to scaling your business. And so I've never been the one like, oh, I just want to do it on my own. And so one of the things that has been beneficial for me is just networking, really talking to others and then creating the space to where people feel comfortable with being able to ask questions that they may not know the answer to. Because as we know, a lot of educators don't have the entrepreneurial background or backbone. And so for me, just even being intentional about creating that space for other educators to feel comfortable. So collaboration has definitely been key in regards to business and working with others, I think that it's detrimental to the success of any business, especially school consultant, is that partnering with other businesses. So that's the biggest thing that I've learned is just making sure that you collaborate and just be willing to to, to be open and collaborating with others. Yes, I love that. Yeah. I mean, I think collaboration is so key in everything we do. 
and that there are so many people doing amazing things. So like might as well collaborate and help each other out. And I always talk about this thing called shine theory, where it's like, you can lift each other up, you know, rather than feeling competitive, like you want everyone to shine. And like, we all shine brighter when we're helping each other shine. So I love that idea of really like centering collaboration. Especially with this type of work, you know? Totally, totally, absolutely. And having teachers lead it, you know? Like I think (laughs) I know of a world where it's like a bunch of ed tech companies or even consultants who don't have that classroom experience. And so I think really when we can collaborate and like lift up other educators, that's the best way to do it. Certainly. So how about, I know some of your work is thinking about or helping other people go into the world of education consulting. Can you tell us a little bit more about that and what advice you'd give to people who are interested in starting their own consulting businesses? Yes. Okay. So I actually, I started a school consultant accelerator program because I had so many educators that were just asking me like, Hey, Losha, I'm thinking about getting into it, but I literally don't know anything about business. And I was like, you know what? I've documented the process. So my business has been in operation for the last three years and I've documented every single step of the way. And so the most important thing that I tell educators is your mindset is knowing that we can actually go out there and there are opportunities for us versus just operating in a lack. I think we're so used to, you know, the principal or whoever just giving us our roster for the year, you know, maybe an extra duty contract, you want to coach or, you know, do cheer, track team, something like that. But it's actually just your mindset of knowing that you are valuable and that you have a skill set that other organizations can greatly benefit from. And then another thing is, Getting comfortable with getting paid your worth. I think so often educators are used to, okay, you'll get an extra $25 if you cover this class because there's no sub. And it's like, hey, listen, you can go out and perform a two-hour session and actually get paid how much you would make it would take you to make in a matter of two weeks as an educator. And it's okay to charge that. You know, I'm really grounded in a lot of research, so Anytime we go into an organization, I always look at their budget. I look at what they're paying other consultants to come in. And I truly make sure that my pricing is aligned with that simply because I know that I have value, but it's another thing to actually put that in a contract and submit it and have faith that this is what you're supposed to be getting. Like, don't settle for anything less. So if there's anything that I can submit to educators is understand that we have been through school. We've been through so much school. You know, many of us got that letter saying that your student loans are forgiven, but they got one little technicality, so they're not really forgiven yet. But we we owe so much money, like we deserve to truly get paid our worth. So if that's something that I can submit to other educators, it's just do it. It's okay. It's okay to charge your worth. There are so many opportunities. And if I can offer them something, Ms. Jones, if you don't mind, if you just want to see what opportunities are out there, you can look in your neighboring school districts, right? And go to their procurement department. On their website, they will have a place where there are different RFPs, the requests for proposals that are published that will say what services they're looking for somebody to come in with. Just look at those opportunities and see how you can service that need or even take it a step further. Look at that district's five-year strategic plan and see if it's something in that plan that you can address with your skill set. And there is a simple way of just constructing your proposal. So it's, it's very easy, very simple to get into school consulting, like literally that easy. 
(laughs) (laughs) Yes. And I think we hold ourselves back from so much, you know, once you start doing it or trying, you're like, oh, I could do this. But it takes us sometimes so much time to get out of our own way. And I think that's the best advice. Like, just try it out. See what's out there. And I love that, too, of like charging what you're worth. Because even if you're getting paid for like a two hour presentation, you're not just getting paid for that two hours of your time. You're getting paid for all your past experience and all your time in the classroom and the time you went and got your BA or whatever it was. You know, it's not just those two hours. So I think it's a different way of thinking, though. And it's, again, like the whole system of being a teacher. It makes you be like, oh, you know, I worked 0.6 of an hour. So I get this, you know, 20 bucks or whatever it is. (laughs) No, you absolutely hit it on the nail, Miss Jones. Like, it is more than just working those two hours, you know, especially if, like I said, I'm a nerd. So I'm, like, really grounded in data. So we're pulling in data into our slide decks. We're pulling in, you know, relevant content articles, all of those different things. So it's more than just the two hours. It definitely is the education that you went to school and received, the certifications that you had to take those four-hour tests to get certified. I really don't know uh, many educators that passed it on the first time. Uh, So, you know, you may have had to take the test twice. So it's definitely all of that experience combined into, you know, your pricing and just feeling comfortable and knowing that you, you absolutely deserve it. You have a family, you know, whether that's just two cats and a dog, or if you have a husband and children, whatever your family looks like, they deserve you to get compensated what you are worth so that you guys can definitely live the life that you deserve. Yes, absolutely. And it's a good model for other educators. You know, yes. it's like, if you see other educators doing that, you're like, oh, I should do that too. <laughs> you know, yes. So it's like, And for students, honestly, right? Like it's not a good situation for students to see teachers like taken advantage of over and over again or not treated well over and over again. So it's like being able to stand up and create this new pathway and also share your knowledge and help other people can be so powerful in so many ways. Yes. And you actually, what you just said is like one of the the main things that I love about doing the school consulting is that many of my students who I've had the privilege of being their teachers they participated in some of the mentorships that I've previously done. Last year, you know, I was introducing people to different streams of income through entrepreneurship, whether that was real estate or getting into e-com. This year, I really just wanted to focus on school consulting because I just, I absolutely love education. But some of my students, they contact me all the time because, you know, they're thinking about this idea or that idea. And I think them seeing me just operating my passion and calling as an entrepreneur, gives them the confidence to really move into that as well. One example that comes into mind, I had a young lady, she was going to school for nursing. After the second year, she had contacted me. She was like, Ms. Brooks, I think I'm, I'm going to drop out because, you know, it's just, it's a lot of work. And I was like, well, hold on, you know, do we have a plan? What are we thinking about? And so, you know, just talk to her about some of my friends that were in the nursing industry and what they were experiencing with travel nursing and Those people who were staffing them, not having that background, she actually started a nurse staffing agency because she loved the nursing field. And now she's literally in her last year of school about to graduate. So she's about to graduate nursing degree, has a nurse staffing agency, and has also purchased her first income property as well. So it's just so awesome to know it's not always just about, you know, the content area that you are teaching, but these young people are actually looking up to us as inspiration about 
how they should lead their lives just to, you know, be happy citizens, productive citizens. So it's so it's beautiful all the way around. It's just so much involved in it. Yes, it is beautiful. And it's like not limited to education, like you're saying, right? Like so much is universal of empowering people to go after their dreams or to know that they can do it or they have the support network that's cheering them on. And that they can learn these things. So much of it is kind of like that mindset piece and that supportive community piece of like having your people telling you you can do it, whether it's education or nursing or whatever it is. Yes, yes. In fact, Gregory Carr, the the first consultant that I, I mentioned it to, my previous professor from the HBCU, when I mentioned it to him, I said, hey, you know, I'm thinking about starting my school consulting firm. And, you know, what do you think about it? He was like, do it. Like he never, and I think even just that, having, you know, my old professor just, just do it. It was like, I felt really good. I was like, Professor Carr just said, just do it. And I just did it. And it's it's been amazing. (laughs) But to have him just give me the reassurance, like, just do it. Like, if that's what you're thinking about, just go ahead, give it a try. And oh my, I'm just so happy that, and I think he probably thinks nothing of it. Like he was just encouraging me, but it truly meant a lot to have my teacher you know to support me he never gave me in well you have to consider this or consider that it was like just go for it just do it and it's been amazing mm-hmm. yeah and what a gift it is to have somebody to tell you that you know and I think for teachers like I work with a lot of teachers who kind of feel the opposite of that sometimes right like that they're like oh everybody around me says I have to work another 10 years so I get my pension or everybody around me says I can't do anything else but be a teacher you know, so creating that flip side of like, yes. no, you can do it, you know, and there are so many things you can do is so powerful and life changing. Even with you, Miss Jones, hosting this platform and getting this information out to others, like this is a form of being able to do something else in the education industry, providing a value asset to other educators and just letting them know like, yes, we can do more than just be inside our little silos in our classroom with our students. There's so much more that you can do, such as starting a meaningful podcast where people can then come on and just, you know, be thought leaders and exchange these type of ideas. So thank you again for allowing me to come on your platform, because this is also a part of, you know, doing that good work and inspiring other educators that they can do more, be more. And they just have so much value more than, you know, just being inside the four walls. Oh, well, thank you. That's very sweet. And I hope so. You know, like, I really want teachers to know that they are way more valuable than I think our society tells them they are. Yes. And that they need to be at the forefront of all the things in education, you know, whether it's like we just had an educator forever student get elected to school board in Austin, you know, and like, there are people creating curriculum, doing consulting and like coaching and they need to be educators, you know, and that there can be these different options for us. So I appreciate you coming on and sharing about your work too and inspiring folks to go down that route if it feels good to them. So I'd love to hear where folks can find you if people would like to connect with you. Okay, so I am on all social media at Losha and that's L-O-C-H-A Power Moves. I'm very active on Instagram. I just love, love, love Instagram. So I try to put a lot of value content on Instagram. Not super active on Twitter, especially if, you know, Elon decides that, you know, he might shut that down one day. But (laughs) you can't find me on Twitter. But Instagram is better. Facebook. And then, you know, all of the links and handles that you need to access 
I have a webinar on school consulting. It's an hour long. It gives you nothing but gems. It's free. Certainly tap into that. If you are interested in learning more about school consulting, that webinar will certainly point you in the right place. So again, you can find me on Instagram, Losha Power Moves. And I am here to be of service to other educators. Amazing. We'll put all those links down below in the show notes as well. And then folks can find out about your consulting at firstclasseducator.com. Is that right? the right address? Yes, yes. Firstclasseducator.com will tell you everything you need to know about my school consultant organization and all of the services that we provide. And again, I like to tell educators, I don't want anyone to feel like you have to come work for First Class Educator to get into school consulting. So again, we do have the eight-week course that is available. Definitely, you can find out more information once you uh, tap in with me on the social media. I definitely want people to, to know that this is something that they can do, something that you can actually feel good in. You can still work in your respective positions, whether that's central office, classroom, whatever the case may be. But yes, you can get all of that information once you connect with me. So firstclasseducator.com is for the school consulting website, my business, and then Losha Power Moves on all social media will definitely get you to the right place. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much, Losha, for joining us. It was really a great pleasure to connect with you. Thank you. Thank you again, Ms. Jones. I appreciate you for sharing your platform with me. Absolutely. Want to figure out your next step as an educator? Watch our free on-demand workshop and embrace a career pathway that works for you. Go to educatorforever.com slash workshop. You'll get introduced to the many options for flexible, rewarding work beyond the classroom and make a plan for landing jobs.